This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Rod Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, I am with you as always, sir. I love, <laughs> I love Tyler's face as you uh, deliver the uh, deliver the intro. He, it's going to uh, be another episode. <laughs> he looks at you so whimsical and so and so like, what the hell is he even doing? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I do, you reach octaves that we don't even know existed, but it's another it's another bracket. It's part two. Uh, we're gonna we went off the rails last week. It was an, it was an extreme bracket. It really fit the bill of why we're here today. But uh, we did go off the rails, and I'm looking to get back on them this week. I uh, so much so that I told you right before we hit record that I forgot who's even on the board. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no shame in my game. You're the one that puts together the bracket. I'm just here to see who wins, and I hope it's someone that you yes. want. <laughs> you don't want to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Well, I'm I'm hoping that this episode does go off the rails because our guest today, I'm bringing in Robin Banks. Robin Banks, oh, how you doing today, sir? Brof a froth. Oh, some of my all-time favorite memories. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so so happy to be back. Oh, oh well, yes. This, this is Ty Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. That Ty yes. Matthews. <laughs> it's a very deep cut, and we require a, a two-hour episode to explain who Robin Banks is. Or he could have said that bluff and fluff and not. Uh... That in itself has a backstory. Oh, so good. I've been trying to get Haynes Looper on the show for so long, but he, he's such a flake. <laughs> Ron would be done with it after two minutes. Haynes Looper! Haynes Looper! God. Still the hardest I've ever laughed in your house, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, which one? The time he fell or the time he took a monkey flip? <laughs> the time we were introduced to Hangs Looper. Yep, yep, Hangs Looper and Splashman. Yes, Hangs oh. Looper and Splashman. Oh. oh, the audience at home yes. has no idea what we're talking about. All oh, third time. Oh, yes. We're, we're, we're just reminiscing about 20 years ago when we used to wrestle in the old uh, Dawson mm-hmm. compound back here. And uh, we all did multiple characters to fill up the card. <laughs> and we all had mask characters. And our uh, guest today, Ty Matthews, donned the mask of Rob, middle initial N, last name Banks. Robin yep. Banks. So, yep. Yes, uh, a, a quarter or half, if that's even a thing to be said, uh, of uh, Dance Dance Revolution, the, the wrestling faction. Yes. Yes. Um... Hey! Oh, the layers to this. Everybody's Spuddy, hey, er- Spuddy is yoked now. <laughs> yeah, he's yoked and like he juggles now. It's you know he's like a yeah. crazy. Uh, he's like all jacked. He's more jacked than I'll ever be. He used to look yeah, like a he, pile of laundry. Got, yeah, he he like figured out he got coordinated in like athletic all of a sudden. Like <laughs> it's like wow, you could have done that with a wrestling bud. That'd be great. Would you have? <laughs> would you uh, suggest that he had an extreme makeover as he desperately Absolutely. looks for a transition? Yes, and that will transition us into part two of the ECW greatest, uh, I don't know, entity of all time. Because we Superstar. got some tag teams. Oh, yeah, okay. we got some factions. Yeah. We got tag teams. So it's entity. But, uh, yeah, it, th- this was, uh, uh, you know, this might have been the toughest first round we've ever had. Uh, it was very hotly debated. Uh, we went a little longer than we usually do on the first round, which is great. Uh, but that's cool because we got a lot of the preamble out of a lot of these debates so uh hopefully everyone that's listening today listened to last week um i'm sure we'll throw some love out uh as we go through this we're not going to just pick and move on and be done in 12 seconds but uh you know ron's here so <laughs> all right matchup number one you guys ready <laughs> i just oh. wanted to wa- i just wanted to watch you drown for a second <laughs> 
Oh, oh well. I'll lean into the awkward silence all day, bud. Oh, you lean into a lot of things, sir. But, you know, that's why we have our guest here, because desperate times call for drastic measures. And, uh, you know, he is our third man for a reason today. So, Cole, I am ready, if you are, to get part two of this bracket going. I can't wait to see what the first match is. Uh, these first two matchups are absolutely brutal. Right off the bat, Rob Van Dam taking on Steve Carino, Ronald. Oh, I got to go first, too. Well, as much as I gave love to Carino last week, I got to go with the whole effing show. It's Mr. Monday Night. It's uh, probably the biggest ECW superstar that there is, Rob Van Dam. Yeah, and I and I think I agree here. You know, it, it's just... This bracket is so tough. I mean, we're in the final 16 entities in ECW history, uh, you know, of just total greatness. We love Carino. We put him over like crazy last week. And, and I mean, you can't say enough good things about him. There's a lot of guys in here that are just missed opportunities, I think, with WWF, WCW. And Steve Carino is one of those guys that I feel like could have been a major star, but it didn't end up happening. So today... Uh, I got Rob Van Dam moving on, Ty. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think that we were getting at uh, in the last round when we were talking about Steve Carino is I, I feel like his influence really wasn't felt until years and years later. Like, he was a fantastic heel. He was a fantastic addition to the ECW roster, a, a great foil to the, you know, the 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 more hardcore uh, wrestlers on the roster. But, you know, when you're talking about, you know, guys that were the lifeblood of ECW, um, yeah, you got to go with RVD on this one. All right. I don't think it's too surprising Rob Van Dam onto the next round, but this one, this one hurts. Uh, and, and I feel like Ron's, I know where Ron's going to go with this one. I think he tipped his hat last week. So I'll go first. Uh, Cactus Jack taking on Mike Awesome. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to take off oh. my hat for this one. <laughs> well, so, yeah, this is a, oh, God, this is a really tough call for me. Um, I mean, we've put Mike Awesome over so much these last couple of weeks. He's fantastic. Uh, he's one of the, really run one of the running themes throughout the show. We've talked about him a lot. Um, God, but Cactus Jack, to me, is the best face of Foley, and uh, I give him a slight edge here. I'm going to go with Cactus. Ronald. Yeah, you'd almost have to go with Cactus, given the history and what he's meant to the company and what he's meant to hardcore wrestling, and then, you know, what an example of what he ended up being, you know, beyond ECW. But I'm speaking directly from my fandom of ECW and what I was watching and who was on it when I was knee-deep in Extreme Championship Wrestling. And it was freaking Mike Awesome. So I might be outvoted, but I'm going to throw Mike Awesome a vote for this little round. All right. That's what I love to see. Right off the bat, we have a deciding vote from Ty Matthews. Yeah, I, I knew the matches were just going to get, obviously, you know, harder and harder as we as we get kind of deeper into the brackets. Um my rationale here is that I feel like with Cactus Jack, a lot of his influence and his impact and stuff, I think was felt kind of retroactively after he really became the superstar that he would go on to be, uh, you know, post winning the title, things like that. I think, as we've said before, if we're looking just to contributions to ECW, what they meant to the company, I, I'm giving a slight edge to Mike Awesome. On this one, I think that Cactus, his contributions to wrestling as a whole were bigger. But I think if we're just strictly talking about Extreme Championship Wrestling, um, I'm going to go with Mike Awesome. All right. And this feels like a great time <coughs> to remind everybody about the Darso. And I already played mine, so I can't do anything about it. Uh, but Ron and Ty both have their Darso in play today, ladies and gentlemen. And of course... The Darso rule, if you are outvoted, you can repossess the vote, demolish the competition, much like a blacktop bully, and smash your way into the next round. So, moving on. Ah, good. Mike Awesome, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not too mad at it. But that brings us to Tommy Dreamer 
and just incredible. And I think everyone knows after I kind of buried just incredible last episode, how I feel about this one. I love Tommy dreamer. He's one of my favorite baby faces of all time. He is the guy I tell people to go watch. If you want to learn how to sell and how to be a baby face and get over as a baby face. He's one of the guys I recommend study Tommy dreamer. So it's Tommy dreamer all day for me. Go ahead, Ron. Oh, yes. Cole burying people based on no visual evidence whatsoever <laughs> except for Aldo Montoya and his contributions to the very dominant faction X Factor uh, you act like I haven't seen Just Incredible's ECW stuff you, yeah you haven't you, you haven't <laughs> it's it's documented on the show that's the best part about doing a podcast with you Cole is that I can go I can go to the footage I can John <laughs> I can John Madden some audio for you and it's circle you. exactly you're, you're where a you're liar. you you just you lie <laughs> <laughs> oh I get. I, I've seen. I've seen Justin Crowder at all points of his career. Not a lot. Not a deep dive because he never did anything for me enough to like really go like, oh, okay. I, I just. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's what happens when you don't watch what he did. <laughs> well, anyway, but it, all this arguing for nothing because it's obviously Tommy Dreamer. Like I mentioned oh! before. Like I mentioned last week, you know, Tommy Dreamer is one of those Mount Rushmore names if you're talking about the company. Probably the biggest baby face they had and uh, his contributions to the business since then. Uh, so, yeah, got to go Tommy Dreamer. Love Just Incredible, but it, it's Tommy Dreamer. All right, Ty. Piece of shit. I, <laughs> I, did, feel, I did feel like I was a, a, a bigger Just Incredible fan than most, um, I think, during during those last ECW years, um, especially going from Alda Montoya to Just Incredible. Um, but, you know, I, I think we all kind of knew that he might make it out of the first round, and that's kind of about it. But if he's going up against Tommy Dreamer, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go with Tommy Dreamer on this one. Sweet. I'm pleasantly surprised that that, that was a unanimous vote. So... This one is delightful. Terry Funk and Raven, ladies and gentlemen. Terry Funk versus Raven. And I saw the face happen. So I'm just going to let Ty start this one off. No. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> start this one. Um, oh, boy. Harry Funk and Raven. Now, remember, remember, there's no like dignity or anything on this show. Right. No, no, Pick no, with no, your heart. No, shut up, Cole. <laughs> the, the pressure's on, Tyler. <laughs> I <laughs> do I do I dare apply my Bam Bam Bigelow logic to this? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, how how do you mean? Oh well, I I don't want to repeat myself from last week, wink wink. But uh, I did say that you know only only one of these people can you know actually go. <laughs> and Raven is back at it again, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen, but he is back active and you know mostly a managerial type situation. But you know, uh, you never know in wrestling. I um, I I think uh, at the risk of of sounding predictable. Um, I think what I think about this matchup and I think about, you know, their, their contributions, I think I, I have to apply similar logic, uh, to, to Cactus Jack where Terry Funk's contributions to wrestling as a whole were obviously legendary and iconic, but when it comes down to ECW, if, you know, once again, going back to that Mount Rushmore analogy, you know, Raven, I feel like would be a stronger case for being on that Mount Rushmore than Terry Funk would. Um, so, again, at the risk of, of sounding predictable, uh, I'm going to go with Raven on this one. Ronald? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny because, like, you know, Terry Funk is Terry Funk. You know, you, you could put him on any bracket. He could be he could, he's definitely a shoe in for the greatest of all time bracket when we when we eventually do that. But, uh, you know, uh, Raven's best run and biggest run and, you know, everything he's known for to the diehards is the EC is his contributions to ECW. And uh, the fact that he has, you know, more time there, a lot more stories there. And, you know, Terry Funk put the, put those guys on the map for sure. You know, I, I think when I think of ECW as a poster, 
one of my go-to guys is Raven, despite Terry Funk's contributions. So even for me as a fan, I got to go Raven as well. And see, I, 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 I feel like their contributions, like their time at ECW is really right about equal. Cause Raven was one of the first guys that got swooped up. Because he had, I mean, the character was so impactful. And even though Eric Bischoff didn't get it and hated it and is like out in the open saying, I didn't get Raven. I don't like it. It's not for me. But it was impactful. And I know lots of other people loved it and liked it. And and it spoke to them. And I think it's a generational thing. I think Raven did a great job of capitalizing on the 90s grunge, just like the counterculture attitude that was going on. But I, I really feel like it, it was his personality turned up to 11 as well. Like, I don't, I feel like that Raven character really is, you know, Raven. I mean, and, and, he, and people talk about him. He can be a miserable prick and depressed and, you know, like stuff like that. But he's also like one of the most brilliant dudes ever. Like you listen to him talk and shoot interviews and he's just like a wealth of knowledge. And he's another guy like, you know, his work, he's a storyteller and all that. So I highly recommend Raven. But like Terry Funk is like th- arguably the best professional wrestler that's ever lived. And uh, he put ECW on the map. Uh, and so for me, it's Funk, but I'm outvoted. So it doesn't fucking matter. Raven moving on to the final eight. You sound like your horse is sick. This bracket's going to go forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh. uh. All right. Taz and Rhino, Ronald. Oh, wow, that was a quick that was a that was a quick announcement of a matchup and uh Taz as much as I love Rhino, as much as I love Rhino. It's uh, you know, Taz, I got I got to do the Mount Rushmore argument again. Taz is another one of those guys. So for me, quick vote it's Taz. Well, I mean, I don't know if I've got on my soapbox on the show yet about R- Mount Rushmore, but uh, <laughs> there's a significance have. to the, each of the four people on Mount Rushmore, and they actually have a, a, a meaning and a stage. So, like, the everyone does the Mount Rushmore debate wrong because, like, the first spot is like the founder spot. So, if we're, it, I mean, ECW, we've been talking about Shane Douglas. Or Terry Funk, the guy that put it on the map that like solidified it. And then like the guy that took it to uh, or well, that's the founding. And then it's the solidification spot. So it'd be like a Taz or an RVD. And then like the third spot is the guy who like wrote like really uh, evolution or or revolutionized and everything and took it to the next level. So then we could also be talking about an RVD Sabu or some of the later guys, Karina, whatever. And then like the last guy is the guy who like, um, uh, perpetuated it. Like the guy who, who, who has taken it to the next generation and kept it alive and, and, and really, uh, so like if you're doing a wrestling, you have to go like, gorgeous george or luthez and then you got to go like bruno uh maybe harley race funk guy like that andre the giant then you could go to a hogan flair and then it's like austin or like a brian or brian danielson depending on whether you go with work rate or you know the character presentation of what we know as sports entertainment so that's my soapbox debate. So the Mount Rushmore thing always makes me chuckle a little bit. But anyway, long story is short. Wrestling Taz. is subjective as fuck. Yes, I picked Taz. Long story yeah. short. I love Rhino. He was great. We ta- all the things they said about him last week are true. But you know, we're getting down to the final eight. So for me, it's Taz. Ty. Yeah, I th- I think uh, that's that's definitely a really interesting um, analogy, and that that I had never thought of before. Because yeah, you think about I think the way that people think of the uh, Mount Rushmore debate is similar to to kind of the conversation of like the four pillars. You know, if you're yeah. looking at at the old All Japan style, or you know the the what people say about AEW. Um, but I think yeah, when it comes to really evolving ECW past, you know, we talked a little bit last time about that reputation of being in the bingo halls and the promos that Jerry Lawler would cut. Um, I think that, yeah, Taz was kind of really instrumental in showing people that there was so much more to be enjoyed there. Um, So yeah, I got to go with Taz. 
All right, this one's going to hurt my feelings, I think, because I love Jerry Lynn so much. But we're moving on to the Dudleys versus Jerry Lynn. Uh, I, I'll just kick it off. For me, it's Jerry Lynn. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love the Dudleys, love all their contributions to the wrestling business. Uh, I mean, you are not going to get anything better in sports entertainment than what the Dudley promos were and that character, you know, that group became for ECW. Those Bubba promos are everything I want out of pro wrestling. I want guys cussing on the mic, acting like fucking adults who are going to be in fights. Like, if my, my like, pipe dream scenario, I have a wrestling promotion. It's on, like, Netflix or HBO or Showtime, somewhere where we can cuss and get violent and do what we need to do to make this shit real. Everyone believed Bubba when he grabbed a mic, and he's great. But I just, I mean, Jerry Lynn's just my guy. So I'm going fandom here, personal preference, Jerry Lynn. Ty? Oh, man, that was, I am genuinely kind of surprised at that. It's, it's, I, I like hearing that because I am also a, a massive, massive, massive Jerry Lynn fan. Um, you know, like I said, the matches with the RVD, the matches that he had with Lance Storm, he was really one of those guys that was so ahead of his time um, when it came to, you know, his his prime. Um, I think in in terms of their their legacy in in ECW, um, God, it is this is genuinely a lot tougher than I thought. I think. I would go with just the slightest, slightest edge uh, to the Dudleys on this one. Um, I think, you know, in terms of of crowd engagement, uh, things like that, I think they were just so kind of volatile and so dynamic for that era. Um, it's, it's a small, small, the smallest of margins. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Dudleys. Ronald. I mean, yeah, Dudley boys have, you know, founder, you know, credibility when it comes to ECW as far as, like, putting them on the map, you know, being yeah. one of the main attractions there. And they are arguably one of the most decorated tag team of all time, like, hold the most championships or whatever fact that they spit out. Uh, but, you know, for me, uh, they left in 1999 ECW and became all those things elsewhere, I think. You know, as much as I love the Dudley Boys in ECW, they were a misfit faction, and then they became Bubba and Devon for a cup of coffee, really. And then then they went to WWE in 1999 and became the Dudley Boys. Uh, so as far as, like, longevity and amount of matches I've seen this person have in ECW, the amount of times he's entertained me a little bit more in the ECW ring, I'm also going to go Jerry Lynn. Wow. Ron agreeing with me. Wow. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens a lot. I'm I I shot like I would not have been shocked if the Dudleys were in the finals in this or the final four right. at all. Right. Like this is just such a tough bracket. But I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised about Jerry Lynn. I'm very happy. Honestly, oh. same, yeah. Now this could be a very another pleasant surprise. This one makes me very happy. I'm glad the bracket worked out this way. Sabu taking on two cold Scorpio. I'm gonna let Ron kick this off. Go right ahead, bud. Oh man. Yeah, you know, before before uh, Too Cold does a 450 whoopee cushion on Sabu's face, he's going to point two fingers up in the sky. And, uh, yeah, we're going to send Sabu packing. On Ron's side, by the way. It's, uh, it's going to be Too Cold Scorpio for me. All right. I'll go to Ty. <laughs> Man, in, in terms of uh, in-ring work rate, who I would rather watch on any given day uh, it would be too cold Scorpio all day, every day. Um, but I got to go back to what I've been saying, you know, when it comes to their legacy at ECW and, you know, who, who would come to mind quicker. I feel like for most people, um, not that that's the only rubric, but I think that, you know, there's something to be said for, um, the kind of connotation there. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Sabu on this one. Yes, and you make a very solid, valid point that absolutely, uh, you know, for most people, Too Cold Scorpio is not going to be one of the first 10 names listed in any list ever really in the business, unless we're talking about like Flash the best, Funk. 
Yeah, unless we're talking about like the best heavyweight high flyer of all time, like a very specific niche one. Mm-hmm. Where, they, but for me and all of my wrestling, my favorite five guys to watch ever, Two Cold Scorpio, is firmly on that list, and I loved him since WCW in 1993. I mean, I tuned in every Saturday to watch fucking Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio tagging on Saturdays, and I just I wanted to see Paul Orndorff and Two Cold Scorpio. I didn't care about anything else. Two Cold's another one of those guys that made me do a deep dive in ECW. Like, I would put his ECW matches up against literally anyone, including Rob Van Dam, Taz, mm-hmm. at Jer- mm-hmm. you know, Jerry Lynn, Lance Storm. I-, I think he's incredible, and he's one of the few high flyers for me in the history of the business that it felt like every nothing was planned in his match. Like, everything he did felt like it was just off the cuff. He slams a guy, and then he just does, like, a corkscrew leg drop out of nowhere, and it didn't feel like – it never feels spotty. And he was, like, a hell of a power wrestler, too, for his, you know, six foot two eight, you know, 220, 230, with that big fat ass that you just like, wow, he's doing shooting stars. He's doing a 450. I love two cold Scorpios so much. I'm voting for two cold Scorpio. So it's two to one. I mean, wow. I mean, listening, listening to you speak about his big ass, you know, if you <laughs> voted against him, that would have been a big twist. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just happy that I think this is the deepest two cold Scorpios ever been into a bracket. <laughs> and I love it. I'm here for it. And I would love him to see him in the final four. But, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. Because the last match of this round, Shane Douglas and Tajiri. And I honestly have no idea what's going to happen here. But I'm going to go to Ronald. Me? Okay. okay, I can go first. Oh, no, no, no. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> this will be actually really quick for me. Because, know. you know, Shane know. Douglas, you know, he is the franchise. But I'm a much bigger Tajiri fan. And I'm not going with facts today. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Tajiri, my fandom. Oh, Oh, so I'm going to go to Ty again. <laughs> well, I think the audio I'm going to go to out. Ty again. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The oh, audio okay. cut out. So well, it looks right. like we got editing power. It's cool. Well, I'm going to go to Ty before I give my opinion. Oh, God. It's very, very, very uh, conflicted on a lot of these. Um... I think in in a lot of these other matches, I've been I've been kind of voting with um, with you know their their relevance to ECW as a brand and as a company. And I think you know in in the first round, I think my argument with Shane Douglas was that you know that moment of him throwing down the belt, cutting that promo, they can all kiss my ass, um, was so hugely pivotal in the history of ECW. Um, all of that being said, I think like those those matches that we talked about with Tajiri and Super Crazy and and uh, Little Guido, um, I feel like to me and to a lot of fans like me, those were just as if not more influential. Um, so I'm going to go with Tajiri on this one. Wow, that's going to make it a clean sweep for Tajiri over Shane Douglas talking about ECW. Because once again, here we are, one of my fave five, Tajiri here, and I've got two fave five guys in a final eight for the first time ever. I'm so happy right now. Um, I'm going to be sad when Tajiri faces off with two cold Scorpio in about 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it sure Sweet. is. You know, John, John Cena tells a great Tajiri story, I guess for like a year uh, uh, in knowing him, he would only speak Japanese, and like he would uh, always ask him to translate for him, and blah 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 blah. And then like he, one day, t- one day they passed a Burger King, and the dude spoke perfect English. Uh, and all of a sudden, he wanted a Whopper, and John <laughs> John was like, "What the fuck, dude?" He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I speak I speak English." <laughs> I would have loved to have been there. Oh. <laughs> Oh, those those Japanese guys in their awesome ribs. Oh, Fuji <laughs> Tajiri. It's good times. Are they known oh. for the ribs? If you go to Ribera. I like the noodles. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Uh. Fuji famous best a rib, no rib. <laughs> Oh, I love when you do the accent. <laughs> 
I'm just saying it the way he said it and the way everyone tells the story. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. We've reached the final eight. Here we go. The final eight in the ECW bracket. Kicking it right off with Rob Van Dam versus Mike fucking awesome. God dang it. Uh, oh, now this uh, is where it starts to hurt. Yeah. So I'll go first so Ron doesn't have to. Pool, <laughs> this is mm. This is like picking between, you know, the two two of my kids. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I said like, are you, are you gonna are, are you gonna walk in? Are you gonna walk in and see Violet power bombing the uh, Violet through a table off of, off your off her bed? No, I, no I, that's I, good. yeah, that's probably true. That's probably gonna happen. <laughs> I don't I feel like once Autumn's out of the picture next year, Violet and Victoria are going to fight like crazy. And I'm going to watch a 10-year-old kick the crap out of a 17-year-old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. for Because oh. we put over Mike Awesome so much, but I did go against him last round. But, uh, oh, RVD is just so unique. <laughs> And so special. Not that Mike Awesome isn't. He's a unicorn too. Like he's, you know, like Rod talked about the six foot six, two hundred and eighty pound guy springboarding to the top rope over the guardrail into the fans is insane. But I just like RVD. Like I said last week, nobody's even trying to imitate him now because you can't. RVD yeah. is one of a kind. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was an it was perfect music, like one of a kind. It's it's true, and so I'm going RVD here. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's 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 hard to argue because, like, you know, RVD is the most unique wrestler that ECW produced, and probably the most successful. But like, my favorite dude there was Mike Awesome. <laughs> and I have voted with my heart so many times. I think I'm going to have to vote with my brain. I can't possibly. I can't, I can't possibly. I mean, I did. I did vote Mabel over uh, Bruiser, Bro <laughs> Bruiser Brody. Because. <laughs> Good, that was just to get me to use my Darso in the first round. <laughs> no, it's how I feel. <laughs> No, it's not. He's a king. <laughs> oh, Speaking gosh. of never watching someone work in their life, <laughs> if you think Mabel's better than Bruce or Brody. <laughs> so all I needed to see. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? Fuck it. My heart wins again. I'm going Mike Awesome. There you go. And that makes Ty the decider. Uh, yeah, I think in in this case, as as much as I love uh, Mike Awesome and and his matches with Tanaka and and all you know everything like that, um, I think this is a case where my my head and my heart are in agreement. So I, I'm going to go with the RVD on this one. All right, RVD on to the final four. And that brings us to Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Oh, how fitting. <laughs> it's perfect. It is perfect. Uh, so you and I have to go first to make Tyler choose between these children. <laughs> yes. So, um, I really like me some Raven. I do. But, like, I just always felt like rave I, I if i'm looking at these two talents and their ability i never felt like raven was a top guy or could be a tippy top guy i always felt like he was perfect in like that cane spot or you know the tito santana spot as i like to talk about where he's the guy right before you get to the champion he's the guy that didn't need a belt he didn't need to main event he was an attraction on the show all unto himself but i really feel like tommy was a top guy and had that like he just had that that hulk hogan dusty Rhodes quality to him that you wanted to see him succeed no matter how big the odds were against him and so just like 
for that little, I mean, this could be a coin flip for me, but I'm going to give the edge to Tommy Dreamer. Ronald? Oh. It's awful. We actually should have made Tyler go first or second. <laughs> we can make him go. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because it sucks because, you know, I have to agree. You know, it's it's got to be Tommy Dreamer for me. Uh, just because of what he's meant to the company and what he did, what what he contributed behind the scenes, as well as, you know, yeah, his his babyface uh, status in general in the in the industry as a whole. Yeah. His work there is probably still regarded to this day as like one of the best babyface, some of the be- best babyface work that there is. And, you know, Raven went far in this bracket, but you know, I think you know the slight edge for Tommy for me. All right, so that makes it two to nothing, going to Ty Matthews for his you favorite know, wrestler of all time, and he still has a Darso. It's um, it's a difficult choice. Um, obviously, I, I I love Raven. I love all of his contributions to wrestling and to hardcore wrestling and to uh, you know the world of promos and everything like that. Um, Timer Dreamer is the the heart and soul of ECW. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. Ron, hit the music. Yes! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know what they're serving at catering where Tommy's going, but it's probably going to be tobacco spit. Uh, <laughs> he could take multiple shots of that in the loser circle. He can, uh, power, he can power drive the women there if he wants to, make their tits dump out if he wants to. Uh, turn them to the hard cam, you know, because that's what the fans want to see. There you have it, Raven on to the final four via the Darso. So this is fantastic. Oh God, this just keeps getting worse and more and more painful. Honestly, like name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that would be short and sweet. But anyway, <laughs> Taz taking on Jerry Lynn. Ugh. I hate this one so much because I love Jerry Lynn. It's like he might be like my sixth favorite. (laughs) He's right there. But this is one where I go like for me, it's hard to put anybody above Taz in ECW and what he meant to the company. And, uh, you know, Taz is another guy. We did a take it up with creative because WWF just completely dropped the ball. Like when he made his debut at the Royal Rumble, he got the pop of the night, like unquestioned pop of the night with no like heads up really. Like no, people thought maybe Taz is going to be there, but they weren't sure. Like they could have made Taz a big star. And I think injuries ultimately played a huge part in it, but, uh, I think I'm going Taz here over Jerry Lynn, and it hurts my heart, but, uh, you know, this is one time I think I got to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, you could put a statue of Taz in front of ECW headquarters with that pose in the corner, and that's just, like, that's, like, one of the first, like, three things I think of when I think of ECW. It's hard to vote against that. Plus, like, his wrestling work, his, his, you know, his arsenal is some of the stuff that I look at and uh, some of the wrestling that I love to watch. And, you know, Jerry Lynn, he's had a number of, like, multi-star matches in ECW that I love dearly. But as far as a character goes, it's Taz all the way. You know, at, at this point, I'm picking between Kiss and Marilyn Manson because that's the music they came out to. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is Taz. Like, I, I love me some Taz. Like, from his wrestling all the way to his commentary, brother. Right, right. So, all right, Taz and Jerry Lynn, Ty. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, we, we talked a lot about guys that really kind of made their name and made their legacy um, after uh, their time in ECW. But I feel like Taz was one of those guys that not only did he become a legend in so many other ways, especially, you know, on commentary afterwards, but he was already iconic uh, even before he made the jump to WWE. And that's why he got that sort of reaction. Um so yeah, I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Taz on this one. Wow, clean sweep here in the final eight. Our last of the final eight. I love it. Two cold Scorpio 
and to Jerry. Oh. This oh, this really is like picking between two of my well, two two of the children, the oldest or the youngest. <laughs> my God. Oh. I'm just saying you're playing with, you're playing with fire with these uh you know these descriptions these, uh, these it's comparisons. Funny, it's funny because Violet is the only one who might actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> and probably the only wrestling fan that will go I'm as good as too cold. Yeah, yes. Oh. I need to get there. I need to get her on like some ECW and stuff cuz right now it's like she's in that that phase. She's like she only watches WWF, but I will say uh, while we were in Idaho, we put on the uh, was it what was the the last AEW paper? Was it Full Gear? Was that the name of the thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, she absolutely uh, got full on behind MJF, like went full fan was like like so mad when they were cheating in the main event. It was like so happy when the ref kicked him out. And then when, when he finally got his comeuppance and he got, you know, MJF got the ring and, and won, she like popped and jumped out of her chair. So like, I love it. I love watching wrestling with her cause she's still such a fan. And uh, so it's great, but uh, Oh, God, it's great watching wrestling here. work. Yeah. 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 Someone else go. I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh, this is this is too this okay. Well, this is not as difficult for me. Because while I will agree that Two Cold Scorpio had a multitude of matches at ECW that were amazing, he sandbagged a lot of people's faces with his ass. Uh <laughs> some deserved it more than others. But uh I'll be damned if uh, every Tajiri kick didn't look like the safest thing on earth while looking like the most devastating thing on the right. planet. Uh I don't know. Like, you know, I, I might, it might be factually incorrect, but like for me, I loved watching Tajiri way more. Uh, despite, uh, Two Cold Scorpio's credibility and athleticism and his match quality. Uh, for me, it just comes up to quantity. Uh, I've, I've seen more Tajiri matches, uh, over Two Cold, I guess. Right. So for yeah, me, yeah, because because Shawn Michaels wasn't there cock blocking to Jerry getting over in WWF like he did with Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio went out there and set the place on fire, and Shawn was like, "Yeah, let's never use him again." <laughs> hey, Instead you know of what? saying, "Hey, I could have the greatest match of all time with that guy," but no, to Jerry could have got the <laughs> funk pimp gimmick over. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would love to see Tajiri in the pimp outfit with his facials and everything. Like, yeah, the, comes out, uh, comes out. Like, are you ready to kick it? Like, Tajiri Boom. might be might be the guy who got the most over without saying anything ever. Like, just with his facial expressions and the way he would look, and the you know the way he'd look side eye at someone. And every once in a while, he'd say something in a punchline in some of the comedy stuff, and it was great. But like. Tajiri might be the the single most over guy that never cut a promo. Like I I yeah I can't argue with you. Like I said, these are these are my number four and five. Like and they're right there. And like I could go either way. And so, oh, you went to Jerry, which is fine because I can go to Cold Scorpio because my vote doesn't really matter. It all comes down to what Ty has to say. Oh man. Yeah, I think when I when I look at this matchup and I think about it, I think that Two Cold Scorpio and you know I've been I've been watching a lot of his older matches against like Dean Malenko from like early early ECW, um, but I feel like that's one of those things that was more appreciated in retrospect and in hindsight, um, and so I think I, I'm gonna have to go with Tajiri on this one. Okay, okay, not mad at it. Not honestly, I'm not too mad at it. Like I said, this is like, you know, two of my five faves of all time. So I've said that like a hundred times, you know, so it is what it is. Oh, all right. Final four time. And Ronald is the only one with the Darso left. So, oh, this is the last opportunities. Rob Van Dam taking on Raven. Go oh, ahead, Ty. Shit. You have the floor. <laughs> oh, boy. Should have known it was going to come to this. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know, as as much as I loved the 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 Raven character and and um, his feud with Tommy Dreamer, I I think still 
the thing that we keep going back to um, and the the innovation that RVD brought to a company in, in the 90s that's still being felt today um, it can't be overstated. And so it it pains me. It pains me to see him go, but I, I got to go with RVD on this one. All right. Uh, and for me as well, uh, I'm going RVD here. Um, to me, I, I feel like even though RVD did win the WWE championship at some point and he, he was there, I still feel to this day, he was at, when he got over after the undertaker match, I feel like he was even more over than Austin at that point. And he was in the company at the same time with rock and Austin week in week out the loudest pop every single night was RVD. And, uh, let's go back to even like, Let's go back to him being a heel in ECW. So fantastic. Like, his range, I think, is underrated. Like, people to act like he wasn't a great promo. But I think a lot of his stuff was, you know, on purpose. Like, because you listen to him talk in shoot interviews now. He's very lucid. He's very intelligent. Um, you know, when he's not too high. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some where you can tell he, he hit it a little hard before an interview. And those are a little fun. But, uh, yeah, I just, for me, it's RVD. So, Ronald, you have the floor. I do have the floor. And it's going to be a five-star frog splash affair. Because, you know, RVD is one of the best to ever do it. One of the best athletes. The He's got potatoes for feet. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, you, you ask anybody that, that's uh, wrestled him, they always complain about how hard he kicks actually in the face. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. I just, I just love hearing that sentence out of context. <laughs> yeah yeah tell that to a non-wrestling fan he's got spuds for feet yes my my favorite is uh someone's talking about mark henry uh there was one of the the enhancement talents one of the, the local guys was there and mark henry's you know being nice and introduces uh oh yeah brother who are you working with tonight and he goes oh rvd and mark henry just goes man put your motherfucking hands up <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like he was the breakout star of the invasion. He was probably the best yeah. part of the invasion when that debacle was happening. So I was like, yeah. he was like, he was like the saving grace. It was like, this is what I'm watching is absolute trash. But at least I get to see RVD. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And then, and then the second one night stand, like I felt like I felt like a lot of it was phoned in, but everyone tuned in to see Rob Van Dam win the WWE Championship just because of how much he meant to that company. You know, him not being able to do the first one sucks. Like, him cutting that promo while he was injured uh, was was fiery and probably his best promo because he was so pissed and emotional. And uh, the, the dude spends his time wrestling when he wants to and, and fucks two women simultaneously. And, uh, you know, good for him. You know, you, it, you say people are not trying to be him. A lot of people are trying to be him in that regard. <laughs> uh, but what about him? What about Raven? You know, a lot could be said about Rob Van Dam, and the facts are there. But Raven crucified a motherfucker on TV. That's gangster shit. <laughs> like, he did something so crazy on ECW that people were like, bro, you need to calm the fuck down. And what did he do? He went back the next week and like hit Tommy Dreamer in the in the face with the chair. Like he said, even flow. Oh, I don't even think he likes Pearl Jam. <laughs> so I know I'm outvoted, but I'm gonna go Raven. Yeah, is that Darso material for you? Is it what? Are you gonna Darso or are you just just saying Raven? Oh boy. You know, I wish I can. I wish I can actually get your initial reaction because the music's playing in the background. Oh yeah, there uh, you go. But uh, you know, I'm gonna. Who's got two thumbs and isn't in this bracket? Rob Van Dam. Oh, that's because Raven's moving on. Moving on. He's uh, he's got a shopping cart full of uh, Rob Van Dam's wives, and uh, oh, he's gonna be uh, wheeling them into the finals and uh, DDTing <laughs> them as he celebrates. All right, there you go. Uh, I think upset wow. alert, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, wow. Raven in the finals over RVD. Uh, all right. Whew. The other side of the final four, 
and we've frankly we've talked about this match quite a bit the last couple weeks. Taz and Tajiri, Ronald, go right ahead, sir. I mean, Tajiri made his name with the gimmick that I enjoyed the most of his by healing up on Taz and destroying him. And Taz is probably like one of my favorite guys to come out of that roster. And it's but it's hard to like get Tajiri so far to this point and turn on him now. So he's kicking Taz right in the face. And he's moving on to Raven in, in Ron's book. So hopefully, hopefully, oh, and there's no Darso's on the table. But Taz oh. will be missed, hopefully. Oh, God. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be Tajiri kicking it in the finals for me. All right. Well, since Raven's already in the finals, I got to do something here. And I'm going Taz so that there's some credibility left in this world of the greatest ECW wrestler of all time. So I'm going Taz. Who could still wrestle? Jerry. Who's still yeah. wrestling? I mean, that doesn't mean they were their contributions to ECW are equal. I'm going Taz here. It's one-to-one. Go ahead, Ty. (laughs) Man. May I also add that he left in 2000 (laughs) and two months later was hit in the face with a candy jar by JR. Nice. And Tajiri's Uh, Tajiri. As much as I would love to just throw a complete monkey wrench into everything and just play agent of chaos with the the, the finals um i uh i i gotta go with taz you know as as someone that favors suplexes and submissions as someone that was studying taz matches early early on um yeah i gotta go with uh yeah, Jones, but I digress. <laughs> this is fantastic. I thought this whole bracket was going to be about trying to make sure that we tortured Ty as much as possible. <laughs> that his two favorite wrestlers that he built his entire persona on <laughs> ended up in the fucking finals. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, like when, when got... yeah, when I heard him, t- when I heard him talking just now, all I heard was like, "It doesn't matter what I say about Taz. I'm hoping for Raven next round. <laughs> it's happening." Ah, <laughs> oh, so that's it. Here we've arrived at the finals, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I got to say a little bit of a surprise that Raven's in there. But, I mean, realistically, the biggest storyline in ECW history was Raven and Tommy Dreamer. So it's not a total shock. It's not like Santino Morella's in the finals over here. So I'm not mad at it. Raven versus Taz. I'm going to go ahead and vote first. I'm going Taz all day. I think, for me, my personal opinion, he is my number one ECW wrestler of all time. This bracket actually worked out where we have a guy that I feel is deserving of the throne in the finals. I'm going Taz. Ronald? Oh, uh, yes. I've had a blast. I've had an absolute blast. And uh, this is where this is where I come clean. And uh, this is where, you know, I'm going to spit some facts and just say Taz is the winner here for me. Uh, you know, it was fun. It was fun Darsoing RVD out of, uh, out of the finals <laughs> over Raven. But I think I think Raven has overstayed his welcome, uh, and uh, you know he, he should be glad to be here. I'll call Scotty up after this. I'm, I know I can reach him, and uh, and uh, I'll tell him all about this. He'll be he'll be absolutely thrilled. But you know it is going to be Taz at the end of the day. You know he, his his bloodline is uh, is going to be part of the wrestling world to you know going forward. Uh, you know, just hopefully they do something with him, but that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah. See, we could have made that argument last round. How many of Tajiri's sperm are out there adding to the business right now? (laughs) Yeah, that could be added to the show next week. (laughs) Oh God. Where does all that miss go? (laughs) Oh boy. But now we know. Now we know why the. Now we know why the mist is poisonous. It just came to me. <laughs> All right, Ty, Someone get me off this topic. I, I mean, yeah, you know, luckily at the end of 
there's yes in, in these finals. Um, but you know, when we're when we're looking at lasting legacy contributions to ECW, really everything that we've been talking about in this entire bracket leading up to now, um, I think it all applies to Taz and Spades. Um, you know, he's still out there. Hell, the FTW belt is still relevant. Um, you know, him as a as a wrestler, as a persona, I think is is even more influential to the wrestling industry than I think people even realize in retrospect. Um, just someone that looks like they could kick the absolute yeah. shit out of you. Um, I, and I think, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And I think he's one of the first Americans who really kind of um, brought that strong style to America on a mainstream in a main event. Uh, and so I, yeah, I mean, it, what are everyone's what everyone's doing right now is strong style and high flying like that's what the business is so absolutely i i am glad we came to a mutual agreement on taz i love this this has been an absolute blast ronald any thoughts on the bracket oh it was a successful bracket it was the journey was fun but we ended up getting to the destination that was required and uh you know taz you know uh we also could talk about his believability like yeah, at the time, yeah. at the time during such a body guy era, he was really like the first guy to be like, you know, his size and be so believable. Yeah. Like, you know, the perception amongst fans was like, if you're big and strong, you're going to you're going to win. But like, you know, people would could actually believe that he would just go in there and just suplex the fuck out of Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I believe it. I would love to see it today. Yeah, I mean, he was doing the Steiners, the Steiner stuff at, you know, half their size, really. I mean, he's he's not a tall man, but. Nobody, like, that's the thing. You know, Vince took one look at him and said, oh, he's a fucking barrel. Like, you know, I'm not excited about it. He's five foot nine barrel, you know? like, But he's one of the most yeah. believable badasses of all time. I love that we're giving Taz all the praise. And uh, he won't be mad at us when he sees the tweets or, you know, if he listens to the show, which is good because Taz can cut a promo on a motherfucker if you piss him off. <laughs> yeah. And, All if right, you give well, him, and if you give him a high enough cherry, he can slap you. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the ECW bracket. Thank you, Ty Matthews, for being here. Do you have uh, anything you want to share with us, anything to plug, anything to talk about, or, uh, you know, say your goodbyes and all that good stuff? It's all yours. Oh, man, it's just, you know, a, a blast as always. Um, I'm so glad I got to use the Darso. Sometimes I feel like yes. I'm, I'm too afraid and I hold on to it for too long. Um, but no, this this was, yeah, such a, a fantastic bracket. It makes me want to go back and rewatch a lot of old ECW, uh, as everyone should. Uh, but yeah, if you, you know, if people want to find me, they can find me at, at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, they can find my sketch team, Frendo, at Frendo Sketch. Um, and yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, thanks, Ty. So, uh, join us next week for Ronald. Oh, yes, join us next week because we're going to wrap up December to Dismember month, ladies and gentlemen, with a Take It Up with Creative for the Ages. What was the biggest blunder in the history of ECW? Probably the creation of WWE CW, ladies and gentlemen. ECW. Let's be honest. There was a lot of, of storylines in ECW that were like great, but also, eh, <laughs> they probably shouldn't have been a thing either. But you know what? I think the biggest yeah. what-ifs in the history of ever is the creation of WWE CW, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to right all the wrongs, and we're going to see what we would do differently. We could book the first show. We could book the first angle. We can put them on the map in a completely different way than what Vince ended up doing. One thing's for sure, not one zombie will be present. <laughs> no, there will be a whole horde. <laughs> An entire horde of zombies chasing Shelly Martinez down the aisle. Yes. Oh, vampires and zombies. That would uh, suck. Yes. People chasing after Shelly Martinez to eat her. That sounds about right Whoa. for WWE CW. Did you just come up with that with your brain? <laughs> <sighs> oh man it's gonna be a great episode next week ladies and gentlemen don't miss it uh rebooking the wwe cw for ron kilborn and our guest ty matthews i am cole dawson saying thank you we love you and good night Mwah. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.